Hey guys, I'm Serena, and I'm the vegan. And I'm Ashton, and I'm the teenage boy. This is our podcast. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to the Food Tone, y'all. Thanks for listening in this fine Tuesday morning, or whenever you're listening. Um, so it's February, and as you guys know, our topic this month was romance movies throughout the generations. Um, and seeing if there were any common themes or whatever, and just kind of dissecting each one. And so our first week we did Boomers, second week we did Gen X, and so this week we're supposed to be doing Millennials. And going to be quite honest, I have no idea what Millennials are watching. We did some research, but um, we honestly have no idea. So you're going to hear us kind of struggle because we have no outline really or what we want to discuss or some of our ideas or common notes so this podcast could this episode could be about a five minute situation um but if afterward you think we're crazy or you want or you have some insight y'all should definitely um go on to anchor send us some voice messages or regular messages and tell us so that we can um we'll either make a bonus episode or we'll come back and edit this one and change it up some um Yeah, so, but before you hear us struggle to discuss the millennials, we are going to do our quote and this day in history. So I'm going to let Ashton do this day in history. All right. Um, So let's see. Today is February 18th, and this day in history, back in 1930, uh, Pluto was discovered. And I think that's all there is to it, really. Well, yeah. It's cute <laughs> I mean, like, planet. it's cool to hear what Pluto was actually named after. Like, I think it was what? I have no of, idea. Did you know? I think it was like a god of Hades, actually, or something. Or not Hades, but. Or was it named after Hades? Did you look him up? Uh, yeah, I did. But then I lost Deleted. all that important information. So, yeah, right. there's that. All right. So, for the quote, um, this quote comes from Serendipity, which is one of the movies that we chose for today. Uh, The quote is, life is not merely a series of meaningless accidents or coincidences, but rather it is a tapestry of acts that culminate culminate in an exquisite sublime plan. I can think I know the big words, but I don't know the big words. Anyway, that came from serendipity, and I thought it was just appropriate. Um, Okay, so now it's time for me and Ashton to struggle for at least another five minutes on the millennials. So what we Ash- do know about them is that the uh, the when they would have been born was ranging from 1981 to about 1996. Yeah, and so this is the millennial, not the bleh, this is the generation that is right before us. Um, and I have some theories on that, but this is I definitely think that the millennials are the generation that Gen Z looks up to because. Millennials have been this, A, they have come about with the, they have grown as technology has really boomed, like, severely. And so all the trends and all that kind of stuff is really set by the millennials as of right now. Um, Because I think the oldest gen, I think some Gen Zers just began began to drink or they're not, still not quite there yet. So trends are still being set by millennials. Um, and I definitely think a lot of Gen Zers have older siblings, older cousins, or uh, that they've looked up to. So 
Yeah, that's my that's my comment on millennials. Um, so the movies that we've no, oh me saying that was so the the movies that would have affected most millennials should have slash would have come out right at the beginning of the 2000s. It's like in the O's. Um, or just within the past couple of years. Agree or disagree? Um, I'm not sure because I've, I mean, we have Gen Z movies obviously right now. And I know that is because they're, we do have a lot of, I don't know if there are any adult Gen Z's or near adult Gen Z's, but. Well, I mean, I'm an adult Gen Z. Well, I guess that's true. Um, so that'd be the only but... reason I would disagree possibly. Like I would have bet that the, uh that the millennial movies would start to come out near the end of the birth. The 19. So, so like ni- somewhere near 1996 is yeah. when they would have started so coming out. This is going to be implied in some of what, in the movies I'm about to say. So 1996 is when the millennials birth range would have stopped. And the term friend zone originated from the TV show friends. And it, the phrase was first said in an episode that came out in 1996. Uh, Joey says it about Ross. Ross being the mayor of the friend zone or something like that. Um, huh. So that is what, so I think that kind of culminated or see, I can say it now um, attributed to some of the movies that have come out. So the movies that we noticed that, so that, that idea of getting stuck in the friend zone. Or- yeah. Well, and yes, and these are movies that wouldn't have necessarily have affected Gen Z, and Gen X would have been too old for them to affect, and so this would have been right around the age millennials were looking at. Um, as most people would have noticed in theaters, all of those teenage hero books came out, so we have like... Huh. Yeah, that's true. So the ones that include love triangles were Twilight, Hunger Games... And I don't know if we mentioned this before, but love triangles is something that we seem to pick up on on a few of the movies that we have here. Yeah, yeah. Well, with friend zone and okay, friend zone and love triangles both. Um, but we definitely so we definitely see love triangles in Twilight, in The Hunger Games, and then we see like a lot of the audience be like the person that they should be with or they said they would be with, they're not with. So like we get Team Jacob, Team Edward, Team Peta, and team what's the other guy gail team gail um tells you how much i know so that was just though within the past uh 10 years during 2010 to 2019 right yes so while there were definitely some gen zers like myself and my brother going out to go see those movies um those movies wouldn't have necessarily affected us because a few years later, I'm not necessarily going to remember them, and I have no interest to go watching them again because I don't have. There's no significance to me. However, millennial, a little bit older than myself, going to go see it would have uh, would have taken imprint with it. Um, so those would have been the movies that came out just in the past ten years. But then early two thousands, um, I know we said Notebook for uh, for boomers. And I'm pretty sure we also said it for Gen X. I'm thinking the notebook is just an overall cross generation. Helps everyone, influences everyone, whatever. That is just a movie to love. Okay. So <laughs> that one came out. So I definitely think that one came out in 2004. 
Pride and Prejudice, I think, came out in early 2000. Something tells me 2006, but I don't think it's 2006. And then Serendipity would have come out early 2000s as well. Um, Serendipity has less of a love triangle situation. Um, It's more of a love square. Like, each one of them have someone that they're with, and then they leave them for each other. Sorry, spoiler, if you haven't seen Serendipity. Um, Pride and Prejudice, we have a love triangle with Mr. Darcy. I actually did not. I mean, like, I never saw the original uh, Pride and Prejudice. I mean, I saw Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies. I don't know if that's the same thing. I did some reading on Pride and Prejudice, so I I don't think I, I may have seen it, but I don't know if I actually have. So, yeah, I don't remember any sort of love triangle from what I've seen, but I would bet that Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies isn't as related or mm-hmm. isn't as true to the story as simply Pride and Prejudice is. Yeah. Um, and then The Notebook, our love triangle is Rich McAdams' character and Ryan Gosling are in love with each other, and then she leaves and falls in. Or ends up getting engaged to this other guy. And at the very end, we have that very dramatic argument. And we get the love triangle again. And spoiler, I'm pretty sure I already said this in the Boomers episode. She leaves the, her fiancé to be with um, Ryan Gosling's character. Uh, so those are movies that have love triangles that we thought would definitely have affected the millennial generation. Um, I just had a thought, but I can't remember. Oh, what I noticed with most of these is the where the person who gets abandoned. So, for example, Gail, Jacob, Rachel McAdams' character's fiance, and um, the spouse—not spouses—the other people in Serendipity. All of those people would have been people that everyone else expected the character to be with. Like wait, this, wait, like, I mean, Twilight and Hunger Games is the only one that I really saw. So okay, would, so everyone would Gail have been like that? Not, oh yeah, that's not PETA. And then in Twilight, which one's the werewolf? Uh, werewolf is, no, werewolf is Jacob. And the one she ends up with, with is with Edwards, Edward. Right, But yep. the thing is, in Hunger Games, when she was with Gail, it was kind of like, it made sense. That was a very natural, very organic relationship. And then with Twilight, same with Jacob. Her and Jacob, listen guys, I love Edward, but her and Jacob were just very easy. They got along real quickly, and he obviously loved her. And um, same thing goes with Rachel McAdams' character and her fiancé is they fit well, they make sense, they're both high class. Um, Quite honestly, don't know the Pride and Prejudice situation. But, and then the lifestyles of the two characters in Serendipity, the people that they originally choose, it really makes sense why each character would choose. Right, we could have seen those two getting along pretty easily. And but it then, makes sense that they would be end up together. Right, and then here comes this character out of nowhere that we all know they should be with, but we're a little bit like, but we also like this We other also guy. like this other character. Um... So that's interesting. I just thought of that, actually. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, I just thought of that. Um, that's a really interesting concept, though, that they... And not only is it, like... I feel like the only... Re- except the notebook. The only rebellion... Notebook is the only one that that's a true rebellion. Like, she's actually rebelling against society and ways to do that. Um, 
the rest of it, though, is just, like, a rebellion of self. Right, yep. Um, Almost like... Which hmm. is kind of... Oh, man, this kinda, is... Now I'm starting to really think. Because, like, Gen X were known for rebelling and changing the old ways and doing all that. Boomers also were a little bit louder than their parents, not quite. Not quite the full turn of the full rebellion, but they kind of started to get that itch. Like I said, Gen X did the full turn. And so I feel like millennials may have been those like, okay, what are we going to do? What are we going to change? What are we? And so instead of actually there needing to be a change, they were like, you know what? I'm just going to change it because I can. Hmm. Are you sure? I'm not sure I would have gone about saying it that way. Like almost, if anything, with that idea of um, of them choosing someone else like that first person seeing actually seeming like you know what we actually liked that guy or um and then not choosing them would almost strike me as some sort of like sometimes those romantic periods aren't what they seem and yet again um but yet but again that also but contradicts it because that person because that their they're, they're running to is like they do seem to constantly be having that romantic period with them or i think they call it a honeymoon period I, yeah yeah with them. Maybe so. that's what this, maybe millennials are, maybe millennials suffer from unsatisfied, uh, dissatisfaction. Like hmm. they're constantly yearning for that honeymoon phase. And so when, when she lost it with Gail, she switched to PETA when she, I mean, I guess, okay, so here's the thing. Well, I mean, like after Bella they, never had after that they with do Jacob, land really. with them, they do kind of, they do they do actually like get beyond that honeymoon period in fact what is it hunger games like, for sure hunger games yeah definitely we hit that point too yeah where it's no longer a honeymoon period but they stay with them so maybe it's almost like a um not everything at first is what it could seem like yeah everything seems nice at first but is it what your heart wants like is it what will truly make you happy in life and maybe that's what um millennials are trying to get at whenever they have these type of movies and show that idea of yeah we liked the other guy but i mean that I think person still, wanted the other person i think it's i think it's still a revolt of self though because except for the notebook there's not really any implied you need to marry this because most not most a decent amount of millennials parents would have been um older gen z or younger boomers, right? I think. If I'm doing math right. So wouldn't Gen, Gen X be the uh wouldn't Gen X be the parents of the millennials? Well, we're not Am millennials I and our parents are Gen X. That's true. Um and Right, but so then it would have been boomers. I don't which know weren't so boomers the ones kind of challenging that idea of class and um that, that you know what? Them, I right? definitely think so. Like, so you know how the Gen Z looks up to the millennials? Like, we we have that. I wouldn't say I do personally, but the Gen Z has that itch to be to be the millennials because the millennials got a whole name and there's a whole thing with millennials. Like, I think apparently we don't know it. <laughs> uh, yeah, but okay. But I mean, like Instagram trends and right. Yep. The millennials have become that icon generation. There's like, there's thousands of parody videos on millennials i if if someone can find a parody video on gen z please send it to us like that doesn't exist yet and i understand we're still a developing generation but um so anyway as gen z would look up to millennials i wonder if millennials would look up to gen x even though they weren't 
they weren't parents, they would have been older cousins, older siblings, the seniors in high school. Um, and so Gen X was there flipping everything over, leaving no rock left unturned. And millennials were like, I need, I need to do something. I need to. And so maybe that they were like, even though they were with someone perfectly good and maybe it wasn't perfectly for them. Like we all, not we all, most people think that, um, PETA and Katniss were meant to be. However, other people think Gail and like, right. I feel like maybe millennials had an itch for change. And so while they have definitely become the change and they are the ones who are kind of the trendsetters, um, I think that came from their itch to be like Gen X. Hmm. Okay. I'm, I could maybe see that. Um, like based off of the millennials that I know, which I mean, I got to know some millennials for about two, three weeks or something. And then that was the end of it. It was for a missions trip. And, uh, I mean, my best guess would maybe be that because of how much Gen X had deconstructed everything that allowed the millennials to almost do some searching through that to find what the right or what what it is that they want out of that mm-hmm. like what is the right thing amongst all this like upturning and uh here's what everything really is so let's out of this find what it is that we really want like my kind of like a what now situation yeah al- almost something like that and my uh my millennial team leaders they seem to uh i mean yet again they were in ministry, so that could ha- they could probably have a huge thing to affect with it. But they seem to talk a lot about souls, and they were also part, kind of hosting the youth group there. So it was like, but they talked a lot about like soul searching and um, other things like that. I would bet that the ministry and youth group thing a has a lot to do with it. But but yeah, based on my experience with millennials, which that's about the limit to it. Um, that's Except our foreign exchange student. Shout out to Izzy. Right. Hi. Um, um, yeah, I was really young, so I mean, I just remember her being an extremely nice person, and uh, <laughs> I loved hanging out with her. But okay. <laughs> that was the end of it, really. Well, I think that's all of my comments. I mean, we could further theory, but or theorize, but I, that's I think I've said everything that I think, and I think you said everything that you think. Yep. I don't know if I have much more to add to that. Alrighty, well then, hey, we made it a whole almost 20 minutes. Which is not bad, considering we, we had only nothing. had, like, two Guys, things on had, the agenda. We had, like, we seriously had our quote, our This Day in History, and two two or three movies down. And then we just started going off. Um, but yeah, so, thanks for listening, you guys. Um, next week, we'll be discussing Gen Z, which is our generation, so... First-hand Hopefully we should have more to say on that. A little that. bit more first-hand experience on that. Um, actually, Gen Z is what inspired us to actually do this entire month because we know yep, the Gen Z that's stuff. True. Um, so, yep. Thank you for listening. If you guys have any comments or better movies or theories on millennials than we do, and I'm sure we have a few millennial listeners, so if you personally have a thought on this, please let us know. Uh, yeah, thanks, guys. See you next week. See ya. The Vegan and the Teenage Boys, produced by Ashton Hansen and Serena Hansen. Episodes are recorded, edited, and published through Anchor. I'm the Vegan. And I'm the Teenage Boy. Thanks for listening to our podcast.